This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Rob Snow. Brian Lilly in for Rob Snow, who's going to try and struggle out of the station and deal with the snow that has been falling on the nation's capital all day. Hello, welcome to the program. And what a night last night in American politics. I tell you, I was flipping back and forth between the Senators game, which ended up being much closer than the primaries, but flipping back and forth between the Senators game and the presidential primary results. Got to say, I was happy to see Ted Cruz take two states. Those of you that have been listening to me for the last little while know that I would prefer Ted Cruz to be the Republican nominee. Donald Trump had the big night, Marco Rubio with one state. We're going to play a pile of clips here because I want you to hear what these people are saying in their own words. Hillary Clinton taking obvious shots at uh, at, uh, Donald Trump in saying, America never stopped being great. She said that America is, has always been great. And then said, well, we've got a lot of work to do in terms of, uh, of filling in the gaps. Okay. Apparently I can't play this. Can we play the, the first clip of the uh, Hillary, we've got work to do? It's clear tonight that the stakes in this election have never been higher. And the rhetoric we're hearing on the other side has never been lower. (laughs) Trying to divide America between us and them is wrong, and we're not going to let it work. You know, whether we like it or not, we're all in this together, my friend. And we all have to do our part. But unfortunately, too many of those with the most wealth and the most power in this country today seem to have forgotten that basic truth about America. Interesting. Hillary Clinton talking about those with the most wealth and the most power. That would be Hillary and her friends. Hillary Clinton is the candidate in the race with the biggest number of billionaire backers. Hillary Clinton might, outside of Donald Trump, is likely the wealthiest remaining candidate. Hillary Clinton is the one who rails against Wall Street but took $250,000 to $350,000 per speech speaking fees. I don't begrudge her any of that, but here the woman is talking about how the wealthy have to do more. Van Jones, who is an analyst at CNN, former communist. I'm not making that up. I'm not stretching. The man was a communist. It's one of the reasons that the Obama administration took so much heat for him being in one of their czars. I think he was the green job czar. And then he got fired. But now he's an analyst on CNN. And he was breaking down Hillary Clinton's speech last night, and he said that Clinton is sounding more and more like Sanders. So now we've got two people running as socialists on the Democratic side. Trump, though, came out talking about how he is a unifier, how he's bringing more people into the Republican Party, and that he will actually grow the party 
and be able to take on Hillary in the general election. Once we get all of this finished, I'm going to go after one person. That's Hillary Clinton on the assumption she's allowed to run, which is a big assumption. I don't know that she's going to be allowed to run. I think if somebody is doing as well as I'm doing, and I'm not just speaking for myself, whether it's me or anybody else, but if I'm going to win five, I've already won five, but maybe it could be six, seven, eight, nine, could be nine, could win nine states tonight. If I'm going to win all of these states with tremendous numbers, and if I'm going to come in the worst is second in the two or three that I might not win, I think, you know, we're a democracy. I think it's awfully hard to say that's not the person we want to lead the party, right? Uh, we're going to make America great again, folks. We're going to make it great again. And, you know, I watched Hillary's speech, and she's talking about wages have been poor, and everything's poor, and everything's doing badly, but we're going to make it. She's been there for so long. I mean, if she hasn't straightened it out by now, she's not going to straighten it out in the next four years. It's just going to become worse and worse. She wants to make America whole again, and I'm trying to figure out what is that all about. Make America great again is going to be much better than making America whole again. Trump has a great point there. Clinton was, well, she was the first lady alongside her husband. They were in the White House from 92 to 2000. From 2000 to 2008, she was a senator. She ran for, pre- or maybe she had a couple years off. Then she ran for, um, she ran for president in 2008, became secretary of state. She has been in the halls of power, and her party has been in the White House for years. And she's going around saying, we've got to fill in the gaps. Well, that would be your party that has left those gaps, because you've been in power a long time. Finally, my guy, Ted Cruz, he won Texas and Oklahoma. There was talk that Trump would win every state but Texas last night. In the end, Oklahoma went to Cruz. Minnesota went to Marco Rubio. Cruz, though, still selling the message that only he can beat Donald Trump. Our campaign is the only campaign that has beaten, that can beat, and that will beat Donald Trump. Will the other candidates listen? We still have Ben Carson in the race. We still have John Kasich in the race. And... Marco Rubio. Had Rubio not won Minnesota last night, he might have dropped out. The way it stands right now, there are, on the Republican side, 2,472 delegates up for grabs. Carson has eight. He has no chance of winning. John Kasich has 25. He has no chance of winning. Rubio, 106. Not likely a chance of winning. And then you get to the other two. Trump, some thought, would have more than half of what he needed after last night. He didn't get that. He has 316 delegates. You need 1,237 to win. Trump has about a third of that, 316. But Cruz is only 90 behind him at this point with 226. This will likely become a two-man race very quickly over the coming days. and. Canadians will complain about coverage of American politics, but you know what? We eat it up because it's a fascinating horse race. Far easier to understand a greater expression of democracy than how we pick our party leaders by selling memberships in secret and then holding a convention. 
Now back to Rob Snow on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. What I have said is that this campaign is not just about electing a president. It is about making a political revolution. Bernie Sanders calling for a revolution in American politics. Bernie the Socialist. Oh, he's 74 years old. Jimmy Kimmel did up a um, uh, a graphic that said, because if, if Sanders wins, he will be by a landslide, the oldest person ever to uh, be inaugurated. He'd be 75 by the time it comes uh, uh, to Inauguration Day. It said, can I live eight more years? Let's find out together. And a picture of Bernie. We'll see. Uh, that was used against Reagan. Reagan turned it around and made a joke about it, about Mondale's inexperience. I don't think that Bernie Sanders would be able to make a joke about it because I haven't heard Bernie Sanders joke yet. Lowell, are you in for the Sanders revolution? Uh, are you talking to me? Yeah, Lowell, are you, are you going to join the Sanders revolution? <laughs> I know you're a socialist at heart. You you played this character on the radio for so many years, but really you're a socialist, aren't you? You know, the, the, one of the things that's kind of amazing about Bernie Sanders is that usually by the time people reach their 70s, they come to their senses. I can, underst- <laughs> I can understand, you know, recent university graduates and, and undergraduates becoming socialists or communists. But by the time you get around to, you know, earning a salary and raising a family, most people come to their senses and become very staunch conservatives. It's the intelligent thing to do. But uh, Bernie, obviously, I don't, I, I don't think he lacks intelligence. He just act, just lacks common sense. But there's nothing you can do. I mean, for, for some people, socialism, communism, etc., it's, it's a religion. There's nothing you can do. But one of the amazing things, as far as I'm concerned about this, this presidential race, these primaries, is that all of the polls indicate that the guy that has the best chance of beating Hillary Clinton is Marco Rubio. And yet it's very clear that Rubio is not going to get a chance to battle Clinton. Uh, It's quite amazing. I mean, the American people by now must know, the voters must know, that if they really want to defeat Clinton, Rubio gives them the best chance. And yet they're not giving Rubio the chance. I don't understand any of it. You know what? American politics is almost as crazy as Canadian politics. I mean, who in their right mind would think that after all of the scandals in Ontario, we, we would return Kathleen Wynne to power? Who in their right mind would think that we'd ever elect some snowboard instructor like Justin Trudeau <laughs> as prime minister, for God's sake? Uh, okay. So let's not laugh. Wait a minute. Let's not laugh at the Americans. I think we're dumber in Canada, to be honest with you. We, uh, you mentioned Rubio having the best chance to... Uh... To oh, beat Hillary polls. Clinton, and and so I'm I'm looking at Real Clear Politics, and they they post all the latest polls plus the average, and the average is Rubio ahead of Clinton in a general election matchup by five points. Yep. The person that can beat every single one of the Republicans is Bernie Sanders, because up against uh, Donald Trump, the average spread is eight points. He beats Trump by eight points. He beats Cruz well, by nine point seven, and he yeah. beats Rubio. By 3.3. That's, that, all of that's irrelevant. I mean, Bernie Sanders very clearly is not going to win. Hillary Clinton is off to a, quite an astonishing victory, to be honest with you. So let me, let's face facts. Uh, the presidential race come November is going to be Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton. 
There's just no question, I don't think, in anybody's mind that's the way it's going to be. So we've got to face it. To me, it seems to me that that one of the things that we should be spending more time in Canada is not necessarily analyzing American politics. Let the Americans do that. What we really need to do is examine the ramifications for Canada. I yesterday talked about what's going to happen with a Trump presidency. I feel that it's going to be harming uh, Canada's economy. I don't think there's any question about it. But I see almost no analysis of this well, whatsoever. Okay. The real question is, okay, what, what does all of this mean for Canada's economy? And at this time, with so much uncertainty in the United States, should we be doing anything to increase taxes of any kind, in particular carbon tax, sugar tax, or just tax, period? Lowell, we'll get that analysis if and when, and it's likely when, Donald Trump secures the nomination. But I'll, well, tell, I mean, you, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, we won't get that for Hillary Clinton securing the nomination because electing Barack Obama in 2008, if you paid attention, was not going to be good for Canada. Re-electing yep. Barack Obama in 2012 was not good for Canada. And right. yet, no analysis of that, cheerleading for Obama... Uh, Polls done in Canada of what would you prefer? That Canadians just love Democrats for some reason. They think it's all Jack Kennedy, and, and, and they can't get over how great the Democrats are. They never like the Republican. And so I think we will see some of that for Trump, but not for Hillary. By the way, uh, uh, you mentioned Ronald Reagan, and I think most of us understand now that this was probably, certainly post-World War II, the most successful presidency that we ever had. Uh, Ronald Reagan was extremely successful. Uh, he created economic policies uh, that raised everybody's boat. You know, high tide raises everybody's boat, and that's what he did. Uh, you know, tear down that wall, Mr. Gorbachev, etc., etc. We know the story. But one of the things, and this relates to your question concerning a sugar tax, one of the, one of the philosophies adopted by Ronald Reagan was that taxes should never be used to try and affect behavioral, uh, uh, society's behavior. In other words, taxes should only be used to raise necessary funds for governments, that they should not be used to try and persuade people not to smoke or not to drink or not to uh, consume sugar, etc., etc. And this was one of the reasons that his policies were so successful. Use taxes for their intended purpose to raise funds for government core services. And by the way, as we all know, the city of Ottawa is now running a very substantial deficit. Um, but, you know, one of the things, and I've been saying this for many years, the city of Ottawa needs to examine every single one of its programs. You know, we know that the core programs have to remain, of course, spend more money for snow plowing, etc. But there are all kinds of programs out there that are nice, but are they really necessary? For example, my wife, God bless her, plays bridge, a very good bridge player. She plays once a week. I think it costs her a dollar twenty-three, and that includes snacks. She gets snacks. All of it, and hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands of people playing bridge and other sports, all financed by the city of Ottawa. Well, wait a minute. You know, this is nice, but it just seems to me that these are, this is one example of the kind of program that people should be funding themselves. You want to play bridge? Okay, then put in $5 or $10 or $20, whatever the hell it really costs. But why the hell should the taxpayers have to fund this kind of thing? And I can, oh, I can lol, lol, lol. You're, you're not going to tell a politician to cut a program that helps seniors, are you? No, but it's They're not scared seniors, of that. But, but what I'm saying to you is we need a reexamination. Exactly what services 
should government be providing? Should government be paying for bridge lessons? I don't think so. <laughs> I honestly don't. And I'm using that as just one example. There are millions, nay, hundreds of millions of dollars we are spending in taxpayers' money, much of it coming from people who can't afford higher taxes, to pay for things like bridge lessons. That, I don't think, is what we should be doing. I'm sorry, but I don't. You know what gets me? Okay, my grandson, my granddaughter, they, you know, they're, they're involved in sports. Guess what? My grandson in particular for hockey. Any idea what the city charges him for an hour's ice time? I mean, it's in the thousands, for God's sake. But so, so why, why, do you charge, why do you charge a 12-year-old thousands of dollars to play hockey but, but allow senior citizens I, to play bridge all day long for, for a, nothing? For $1.23. I, I do like, uh, I'll leave you with this, I, I do like your mention about Reagan saying taxes only be used for their intended purposes and not all of that. I was in New Hampshire a couple of years ago. And I was reading the local newspaper, and there were letters to the editor from non-smokers denouncing the fact that they'd raise taxes on smoking yeah. because they, they, they said, if we don't, we're going to have a budget deficit, and we don't like deficits in New Hampshire. They raised the tax and got a surplus. The non-smokers demanded the tax be rolled back. Don't use taxes to try and bring about behavioral change. You know, the, the, use education for that. Use taxes to plow the damn roads and pick up my freaking garbage every week. Thank you very much. <gasps> From the Grand Bahama, the out. captain of the Island of Sanity, Lowell Green. Oh. We'll chat with him again tomorrow. I'm Brian Lilly, in for Rob Snow. We'll talk more American politics, maybe some sugar tax, and Justin Trudeau's brother lobbying for a man who's been connected to terror and terror trials for a long time here in Ottawa. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Rob Snow. We will not allow the party of Lincoln and Reagan to fall into the hands of a con artist. Marco Rubio sounding defiant, but the fact is... Doesn't look like he can win. If anyone is able to beat Trump now, mathematically, it looks like it could pretty much only be Ted Cruz. So we'll see if Rubio, Kasich, Carson drop out of the race over the next few days and allow the those that don't want Donald Trump to coalesce around one candidate. Of course, there's no guarantee that if Rubio, for example, were to drop out, that all of his support would go to Cruz. They could go to Trump. If they all went to Cruz, I mean, there were states last night, Trump never would have won. Obviously, he would have won Massachusetts with 48, 49% of the vote. But there are several that he won by much smaller margins. I want to raise another story, bring another story to your attention. It has national and local implications here in Ottawa. Invite your calls, by the way, 613-521-TALK, 521-8255, or star 580 on Bell Mobility. If you're listening online, you're calling in from out of town, it's 1-800-580-2372. The Prime Minister's brother, Sasha Trudeau, sometimes goes by Alexandra, but most commonly known as Sasha, he's a Montreal-based filmmaker. He was, for a time, before the election, during 
Justin's leadership campaign and in times after that, one of his brother's foreign policy advisors. He was actually given that official role. Well, now he is lobbying his brother's government to allow Mohammed Harkat to stay in Canada. Mohammed Harkat, man that was arrested more than a decade ago here in Ottawa, who's been fighting deportation ever since. He was arrested on a security certificate, which means our security agencies such as CSIS had information on him that said he is inadmissible to Canada. And they tried to get him out. He fought to stay. He fought the security certificate. Well, the fact is, he is still facing deportation. And now Justin Trudeau's brother is writing to cabinet ministers in his brother's government and saying, let him stay. Here's part of his letter, as quoted by the Ottawa Citizen, to Public Safety Minister Ralph Goodale. I urge you to use your unique position as minister and the discretion afforded to you under the law to exempt Mohammed Harkat from deportation and let him stay and live a productive life in Canada. Make this decision of yours another shining example of your government's commitment to sunny ways. Who else is behind this? Well, Green Party leader Elizabeth May has been lobbying for him. NDP leader and then UN ambassador Stephen Lewis. Omar Cotter's lawyer, Dennis Edney. They want him to be able to stay. The fact is that Harkat lied his way into Canada. The security certificate that he was arrested on was signed off on by two liberal ministers back in the day. Two liberal ministers listened to what they had and said, yep, there's enough here that this guy should not be allowed into the country. Because he wasn't arrested when Stephen Harper was in power. He was arrested while delivering pizza, I think, in Vanier back in the early 2000s. In May 2014, the Supreme Court of Canada upheld the government's revised security uh, certificate regime, says the Ottawa citizen, and affirmed as a decision that found Harkat to be an active member of the Al-Qaeda terrorist network. The case against Harkat was built on 13 wiretap phone conversations and at least two unnamed informants, one of whom failed a lie detector test, says the citizen. The man lied his way into the country. 13 wiretap phone conversations. A Supreme Court decision saying, yeah, there's, there's evidence there, but we're going to keep him. So now in addition to giving citizenship to terrorists who have been convicted, we're going to let people stay if Justin Trudeau's brother has his way. We're going to let people stay that for more than a decade our security forces have, have been saying, you know what, this guy's not a citizen and we shouldn't let him into the country. Courts have heard the information and upheld it. How do you feel about them, Sunny Ways? 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility. Alex in Canada, you're on the Rob Snow Show with Brian Lilly. Hey, Brian. Um, you know, when I started listening to Trump, I was, I, I was a bit apprehensive because I didn't know where he stood on the issues. But as, as I, uh, you know, heard him talk and explain himself um, with regards to issues, um, uh, I think he really, you know, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, uh, he breathes fresh air into the political scene in the U.S. And I think it's, 
the impact for us here in Canada, I think, will be good. Um, uh, you know, it's funny because, you know, you're, uh, you're just mentioning the haircut uh, issue. You know, one issue like this, you know, Trump will be laughing at it, you know, because here we are, you know, and I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm worried where, we are, where we're going, you know, because of issues like this as a country. You know, when a, when a, Alex, when a, absolutely... the conservatives in this country would be laughing at it, but the media, I'm sure, will yeah, cheerlead for yeah, Harkat, and so will the liberals. Yeah, so this is a good day to thank my, you know, Canadian comrades for voting those idiots in. But anyways, it's a, it's a democratic country at the end of the day. But anyways, right, so, uh, do you, Alex, um, do you vote conservative in, in this country? Well, you know, I... I, I, for the most part, I have, but I'm not one to follow one uh, to to vote conservative blindly all the time. I look at the issues, I look at the platform. However, you know, for the past, I would say, 15 years right now, the liberals have, have did not show that they were they're good for this country. And I'll give you a very good example. You look at what's happening in Europe right now. Europe is in an econ- economic mess, security mess, because they they've been they have been ruled by the left for the majority of the last 30 or 40 years. And you look at now, you look at, you know, a country like France, where there is areas that Islamists has, has essentially taken over and the authorities can't even investigate. I don't want to be like this. I don't want to see Canada like this. I immigrated from Egypt. OK, and I mm-hmm. know I know the mentality of these people and I know how they take advantage of our civil liberties. I understand it. And I could truly tell you, wholeheartedly tell you, they are laughing at us especially when we voted the Liberals in, because it's open house for them right now. When we appoint a guy like Omar Gabra to, to a deputy foreign minister, that's a big problem. Big problem. Well, look, and, looking, and at some of, for it. looking at some of Omar's past comments, I have to say that I'm concerned. Uh, the Liberals keep trying to assure us that don't worry, don't worry, but his past comments are his past comments. So, Brian, Brian, we are in trouble, my friend. And you know what? What makes me sad is... If, God forbid, a bomb goes off in one of our buses, we're not going to hold any of these guys accountable. It's the poor Canadians that are going to pay for it, and that's what makes me sad. Alex, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on uh, the younger Trudeau brother lobbying his brother's government to let Mohammed Harkat stay in Canada? You know, if I was in a position of authority right now, you know what I would be doing? I would be investigating him to see how much money he's getting from the Saudis, maybe. I don't know if that, that he's taken money from the Saudis, and I don't know that he would, because I can tell you, on one of his documentaries, his partner was um, the Iranian uh, Press TV, which is essentially the state broadcaster for, or a division of the state broadcaster for Iran. He, Justin Trudeau's brother, who was one of his foreign policy advisors, did a documentary on Israel partially paid for by Iran's state broadcaster. Yeah, and that's a that, very good Brian. That that's should tell you an point. awful lot about the man. It, it does, it does. But, you know, I, I, I point you to, to a lady who, who spoke to our Senate, came to, uh, to an interview with our Senate committee on, uh, on uh, national defense and security. Ayan Hersiali came and she was interviewed by the Senate committee. Mm-hmm. And Ayan Hersiali told them, she said, you're in trouble because of the Islamist influence in Canada, the Sunni Islamist influence. And this was a multi-party committee. And she told them, she said, and Ayan Hersiali was, you know, she grew up uh, in Somalia, lived in uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And she told them, and she told them, 
Islamic organizations in Canada are being funded by the Saudis. And it's a big problem because when Muslims come to this country and they, we want to integrate them, they're hijacked by these organizations, which change their thinking into something well, that's very alien to us. I, I know that. Uh, thanks for the call, Alex. And I do know that at some committees on Parliament Hill, they have heard from uh, groups who have tried to resist the Saudi money. And it's very hard, they'll admit. It's very hard, and many organizations just take it, but that Saudi money ends up coming with strings. I'm Brian Lilly filling in for Rob Snow. Back after this. Now back to Rob Snow on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. What I have said is that this campaign is not just about electing a president. It is about making a political revolution. All hail the revolution, comrade. Bernie Sanders, the socialist senator from Vermont. Yes, he is a socialist. That's how he described himself, a democratic socialist. Don't worry, he's not going to call us all to go to the bicycle factory and join a violent revolution. But he is definitely a socialist, and this is the way that, unfortunately, the left in this country and in the United States is going. They are becoming progressively more progressively left. They are becoming more socialist all the time. Now, I pick on liberals quite a bit, including just picking a couple minutes ago on Alexandra Trudeau, Sasha Trudeau, the younger brother of our prime minister, who is um, lobbying for the release of a terror suspect, someone who the Supreme Court heard the case and said, yeah, there's evidence there. A person who's not a citizen who lied his way into the country. Bought a fake passport to get in here. But now we're, we're supposed to keep them? Why? Somebody's not happy with me, though. Um, Dennis is calling in from Ottawa, upset that, um, well, people like myself pick on liberals. Dennis, you're on the Rob Snow Show with Brian Lilly. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, it's true. Uh, you guys need to <laughs> cool it off a little bit. Give these guys a chance to do something. Well, uh, for we the last did. two weeks, for the last two weeks, I've been listening to the program, and it's nothing one after the other badgering the liberals. Leave them alone. Let them do their work for a change. Thank you. <laughs> oh, there's a good debate. There's a good debate with Dennis. All right, let's talk about their work. They promised a $10 billion deficit, and now... We're looking at a $30 billion deficit. They complained about Stephen Harper adding $150 billion worth of debt to the nation's books over 10 years. And now we're looking at $150 billion of debt being added to the nation's books in five years. That's not from me. That's not from me. That's from TD Economics. We'll be talking to them later on in the program after 12 today. Uh, we will have Leslie Preston, an economist at TD Economics. They're looking at $150 billion worth of debt in five years. That's double. That's their work, Dennis. That's the work of the liberals. They came in quickly and decided that we needed to give a convicted terrorist his citizenship back while they continue to try and, and strip the citizenship of a man who's lived in this country peacefully for more than 60 years. Why? Because... He's an old Nazi. I'm not saying one should stay and one should go, 
I'm saying they have different standards. They love Islamist terrorists. They love the jihadis. They prove it with their policies. I'm letting them do their work, and then I'm criticizing them. Now, I just wish, Dennis, that you'd been man enough to stay on the phone and have a conversation. I, I laugh a lot on this program. I'm going to laugh a lot when I start my next program. I'm not an angry guy yelling at you all the time. But if you're going to have a conversation, you're going to have a debate, you actually have to engage with somebody else, not call up and hang up like a coward. You're welcome to call back. You know the number, 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility if you happen to get in your car, although I don't recommend driving and calling today. But put the cojone pants back on, Dennis, and give us a call back. Diane in Ottawa, you are on the Rob Snow Show with Brian Lilly. Hi, Brian. Hi. Uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you, and I am so glad that they have uh, returned you to uh to, to CFRA. Uh, it was kind of depressing there for a while. It's, thought, good, it's good to be home. Well, I'm glad you're here. Anyway, um, I now I could be wrong, but last week or the week before, did the Liberals not announce that um, terrorists should get their citizenship back? Well, we'd only stripped one uh, convicted terrorist of his citizenship, but others were in the process of going through the court system. That's going to stop, and Zachariah Amara will get his citizenship back. So we can give back citizenship to the terrorists, even though they're convicted. And I thought at the same time, one of them said that the really big baddie is if you lie to get into the country. Pretty much. Well, then did you not just say on the the news or something that this Harcat lied to get into the country? Yeah, so he shouldn't be allowed to stay, should he? Not by John well, McCallum and Justin Trudeau's measure, should he? Not by what they've just said. Yeah, but, you know... But they're liberals. Yeah, but... And they're a friend of Justin's brother. Yeah, and, and you but, know, he's accused of being an Islamist, and that's not the same as lying about being a Nazi... 60-odd no, years ago. I'm just saying that they said terrorists are uh, okay. I, I, I know. I get your point, Diane. I do. And you're absolutely right. I'm just laughing and saying uh, like, a, a 92-year-old Nazi is uh, is far more dangerous than Mohammed Harkat. Like, I, quite honestly, since October, I don't know if I'm going east, west, north, or south, because as soon as you start going in one direction, the whole government has changed to go in the other direction. Save your box tops, send them in, and when you collect enough box tops and mail them to me here at CFRA, Diane, I'll mail you a lefty decoder ring. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like little Orphan Annie used to have, okay. and, and I'll give you the code every day because the code changes, and then that lets you figure out whether something's good or bad. Oh, okay. Well, I can't <laughs> wait to get one because I have never been so confused in my life. Well, Thanks for talking. You, you're in line with the government. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Michelle in Ottawa. You're on the Rob Snow Show with Brian Lilly. Hi, Brian. Oh, I'd just like to say to Dennis, if he doesn't want us picking on the liberals, he shouldn't give us such great plotter. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I um, mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I was, I've been fascinated with the whole political situation in the States, and I've really enjoyed it. And uh, it couldn't be more interesting if Bruce Jenner showed up as Bruce and Caitlyn Jenner and each one ran for a different party because this is just, it's been unbelievable to, to watch. I, I, I got to pause you there just because you mentioned Bruce and Caitlyn Jenner in the same breath. Did you hear that he came out and said he's had more flack for being politically a Republican than he got for saying, I'm transgendered and call me Caitlyn now? 
Oh my God! That's how crazy uh, politics is. Uh, it is but what, what are your thoughts on well, on listen, Super Tuesday? I, I, I was uh, I was kind of surprised, but I'll tell you. Last week, uh, Seven Hundred Club had, had run a forum, and they had the different candidates on, and it was a wonderful format because for the first time, I saw like one hour. Uh, Trump had his turn. He was interviewed at Regent University, and he sat down, and and he came across. Uh, for the first time, I thought, you know what, he's probably very capable of doing this job. The following day, they had Cruz on, and there's no question, Cruz is more polished. He's he's just, and that was the best I had seen Cruz, the most likable. I don't find him likable. Even last night during his speech, my mind was wandering, and I changed the channel to The Fugitive, which I've seen a hundred <laughs> times. So That's not good. That's not good, And but I, I can't figure out what it is about him, but he does nothing for me. And in that same format, Ben Carson he showed beautifully, and um, it was so interesting, the questions and the, the way they were able to speak and present different ideas. I would recommend but, to anybody to watch it, but listen, one thing he but said... But Ben Carson, though, in, a, in, in he, an he, event he, like last night, he, he sounds like he's asleep. Well, listen, he doesn't show well at all. He's very handsome, and he's very intelligent, and, and but he just... You either have something about you that... And Trump has it. We can deny it all we want and call him a buffoon and call him an idiot. And the other thing is, if you listen to him, quite often he repeats himself, but he can repeat himself because he boils it down to the point instantly. I've never called Trump a buffoon. I just prefer Cruz, and I don't think Trump is actually conservative. And when I'm looking for a, can- a candidate for to lead the Republicans or to lead the conservatives, I look for a conservative. Well, I was really um, glad that you, the piece that you isolated what Trump had said about Hillary, because last night they had a little piece on CNN and the, where the audience picked it apart, and I thought they were going to pick that. So when you picked it today, I was, but he was so true. Look, you've had all this time to do all this stuff. Like, he just boils it right down to the bare bones. It, he does, and he's good at that. And it makes it interesting for regular people to step up and say that's a very good point how is she going to fight that she's already taken over bernie sanders campaign she's repeating everything and now she's starting to pull in some of the stuff she will say anything to be the first lady that is all she wants it's why two-thirds of democrats don't think she's trustworthy michelle thanks for the call you're welcome mike in ottawa you're on the rob snow show with brian Lilly. hi brian hi yeah, I said from the outset that um, Donald Trump would win, and the only hope that we have is for him to win, and I'll tell you why. He's going to reign in Canada. Trudeau is being really irresponsible by letting these terrorists in this country. Uh, hold okay? on. You can't say everybody's a terrorist. Not everybody's a terrorist, but we don't know which ones are terrorists because they're not vetting them properly. So uh, it's Okay, I doors. can't argue with that, but we can't just say that all 25,000 are terrorists. No, I'm not saying that at all. You know, we want refugees here, but we need to we need to screen them, and he's not doing that. And we know there's already people here who are terrorists, like Omar Khadr. He's doing nothing about. He protects them, and and Trump is going to put a stop to all that. And if Canada wants to trade with the United States, they're going to have to pull up their socks. I, I don't see he how he could. The, the the integrity of this country, and he's putting all of us in danger. And that's a shame for him to be doing that. Well, I don't know how we could, and Mike, I don't want any American president, whether I like them and don't like the prime minister or not, I don't want an American president running Canada. Well, that's what's going to happen. That's what has to happen. All right. We shall see. Still ways to go. I'm Brian Lilly in for Rob Snow. More of your calls, more political conversation after the break. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. 
This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Rob Snow. When you look at all of the problems our country has and you look at our military, which is really being depleted, rapidly depleted, we're going to make our military bigger and better and stronger than ever before. And nobody, nobody, nobody's going to mess with us, folks. Nobody. Some of the tough talk from Donald Trump last night as he celebrated wins across several states. I think he won eight or nine states on Super Tuesday. Marco Rubio taking Minnesota. Uh, Ted Cruz taking Texas and neighboring Oklahoma, Hillary Clinton taking most of the states on the Democratic side, but Bernie Sanders showing that he has more staying power than some people thought. Scarily right now, I'm looking at my TV and seeing Ontario Premier Kathleen Wynne. She is speaking with Quebec Premier Philip Couillard. The pre- oh, there we go. The premiers are meeting in, uh, in Vancouver. Uh, let's bring that up a little bit in creating a, a carbon market is that we believe that that is the way that we will be able to drive innovation. We've seen in, uh, in those jurisdictions how the development of uh, this carbon market can create opportunities for innovation, clean technology, can create jobs. It can and, create. And pave the way. It can create a, also a lot of uh, corruption <laughs> like we had in Europe with the mafia getting rich off of cap and trade. Thank you, Kathleen Wynne. Thank you. We'll, we'll allow you to be quiet now and give my ears a rest. Every time I see her, I feel like eating popcorn. I don't know why that is. A lot of you on the line to talk about uh, Trump and O'Leary and other issues. We'll get to you in just a second. I just want to throw another topic out there. Between 1 and 2, Dr. Barry Dworkin will be in. We'll be talking about health headlines and so on and, and taking calls. And we will get to the issue of will a sugar tax work? But I want to highlight for you that... The sugar tax idea in this new Senate report is based on a fallacy, and that fallacy is that poor people eat bad food because bad food is cheaper. They think that. And so they say, well, we've got too many obese people, and I guess poor people are more obese, so therefore we've got to tax them and make it unaffordable, and then they'll eat healthy food. The report says, here I quote, This is not the product of a collective loss of willpower. Low-income Canadians, for example, often rely on unhealthy foods because these items are cheaper and sometimes all that is available. If you're living in a major city, which most Canadians do, I say bull caca. Because there are grocery stores even in downtown areas. We just had another one open up in Ottawa in the downtown area. You're living in Vanier? There's plenty of grocery stores out there. You're living in uh, Carlington. There's grocery stores out there. And as someone who's lived on a low income, who has supported a family on a low income as the only breadwinner and not making very much by any standards in Ottawa, I can tell you healthy food is more affordable. Bag of chips, if you get it at a good price, $2.99. 10-pound bag of potatoes can be had for the same price. Guess what? One will feed your family for the week. One will give you a snack that will leave you feeling Rotten. Looking at the flyers right now, you can get a a two-pound pack of quick and easy-to-prepare pork back ribs for $9.99, or you can go to the grocery store and get ribs that you cook yourself for $2.49 a pound. That's less than half price. You can go to the store and pick up uh, 
frozen chicken wings for $9.99 for a box, or you can get chicken legs and backs for $1.99 a pound. We can go through this. We can go through this all day. Unfortunately, the activists who want a tax push this idea that poor people choose processed foods because they're cheap and easy to get. They're not. They're easy to prepare, they're easy to eat, but they're not cheaper. Fresh food is always cheaper. So taxing it and, and, and adding another 30, 40 cents, another dollar, that's not going to stop people from, that's not, not going to make them go and get fresh food and cook it themselves. If you have thoughts on this, I'd love to hear from you. This idea that people eat food that's bad for them because it's cheaper. No, it's because we want convenience. It's because we want something salty or fatty or sugary. Bernie in Mississauga. Bernie, you are on the Rob Snow Show with Brian Lilly. Yeah, good morning, Brian. Morning. Yeah, I just like uh, I was watching the, uh, the runoffs in the states last night there and uh, the popularity of Donald Trump. And uh, I noticed a lot of his uh, fan base seems to be uh, uh, evangelical and uh, the very poor down note. And uh, I think if he does come to power, I might be wrong. I think he's going to be a very dangerous man on the world scene. I, I think... Uh, the evangelists, you know, for years they've been talking about a nuclear holocaust for the second coming of Christ. So um, I don't know what mentality. What 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 church do you uh, do you attribute that to? Because I know plenty of evangelicals, and I don't know any of oh, them that talk about them. John Hagee or any of them on the on they, the, uh, the television they, they for the do, last they, ten years. They do not. About they do not talk United about States, hold United on states of Europe. Uh, where the Antichrist is going to come from. And the Antichrist may be coming right from their own backyard, because I think that man is on feeling. <laughs> that man is just a wealthy, wealthy, wealthy tycoon so, that has nothing more than to go after and be put himself in the pinnacle of power on the face of the earth, and I think he's very dangerous. Now, as it, far as Hillary Clinton goes, she gets $250,000 a speech. i got noise for her. If I was in the States, I'd be voting for Bernie Sanders. Uh, I think uh, he, he's more uh, down towards uh, where the common people are and is really addressing their oh, we, real problems. We, we discussed socialism last week, Bernie, and, and I told you it doesn't work. Eventually you run out of other people's money. I might have tr- problems with Donald Trump, but don't claim he's being backed by evangelicals that want a nuclear holocaust to bring about the second oh, coming. That does not exist. No, there's a, there's a mania in the States. You look at it in the States, there's every day there's somebody wiping somebody out with guns. He already came out and said he's, that, for, he's <laughs> for the Second Amendment. He's already said he's ready for building up the military. He's already said he's for bombing the hell out of the in the Middle East. So, well, I mean, of ISIS, the, yeah. The blueprint is there. Are, are you not in favor of... Bombing the blueprint ISIS? is there. The blueprint is there. And uh, are, are you not in favor of bombing ISIS to protect people that will be killed simply for being the wrong ethnic or religious minority, the wrong sexual I orientation? Think, I think ISIS is only a, was only created by the Americans going into Iraq in the first place. I think that's what they're all. It's from and same in Libya. They intervene. They're intervening in Syria, and I think they created all this turmoil over the last twenty-five or thirty years in order to fulfill the Judo-Christian prophecy, the end-time battle, and, and that's what I think it's leading up to. All right, and, and there, there more, we have the conspiracy I just, theory. I one more thing I wanted to ask you. Go ahead. How come you avoid us? I haven't heard on your station about the 20% uh, 
uh, increased in expense allowance allowed for MPs in the House of Commons. Liberals, Tories, and NDPers all accepted it. They never heard any kind of uh, disclaimers about it at all. They got a $57,000 increase. How that, come? Well, if you want, I can tell you why I haven't talked about it, Bernie. Do you want to hear? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, this is not to the MP's pocket. This is for their staff and for their office budget. Their, $25 million? The, hold on. Hold on. Let me finish. You, you talked a long time there, Bernie. Let me finish. They, got, they, they have had their office budgets frozen since 2010. If you actually know how MPs' offices work, they have trouble hiring staff because they're not able to pay decent wages for staff. They can't hire enough staff to prepare them, to go to the meetings, to study the bills, to ask the tough questions that we need them to ask. So I actually support the, the, the staff and office budget being increased. If they were giving themselves a 20% raise, you'd hear me screaming. But th- this is so that they are able to do their they, jobs. They get a base salary of about $160,000 a year, an expense account now almost to 300000 a year. That, that's not their expense account, Bernie. The, that's the, that's the, how they can pay their staff. Do you want them paying their staff $30,000 each and then wondering why they can't get Trudeau and keep good staff? Roseanne Bro gets 800000 right. expenses. Bernie, we're, care gets three hundred. The we're, Speaker of the House, a million and a half. We're out of time, Bernie. Thanks for the call. Got to check in with Matt Padani at the BNN desk. Back with more of your calls. You can respond to Bernie's conspiracy theories if you want as well. Five to one talk. Brian Lilly and for Rob Snow. On Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. Thank you, Texas. God bless the Lone Star State. So long as the field remains divided, Donald Trump's path to the nomination remains more likely. And that would be a disaster for Republicans. Ted Cruz, the senator from Texas after his win in the Lone Star State last night. I could live in Texas. I don't know if you've been there, but it is... Fantastic. Um, And right now, I just started thinking about my last trip there, and I'm craving Babe's Chicken. Actually, both times I've been to Texas, I've eaten at Babe's Chicken. More food than you can shake a stick at. Uh, Taking your calls on what happened in Super Tuesday last night, uh, Trudeau's brother lobbying for a man associated with Al-Qaeda and other issues going on. Ron is calling in from California. Ron, welcome to the Rob Snow Show. Yeah, good morning. How are you? I'm well. Your thoughts on Donald Trump? Are you, are you backing yeah. him in the California primary? Uh, I'll say that again about the California primary right are, now. Are, are you going to back him in the California primary? No, 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 I'm not. I uh, haven't been a supporter of his from the from the beginning. Um, I kind of skew a little more towards uh, Ted Cruz or Marco Rubio. But uh, the whole Trump phenomena um, has gone on far longer than I thought it would. He's gained a great deal more support than I ever thought he would. And um, I'm just, uh, you know, it's a head scratcher to, to, you know, to figure it out where it's all coming from. Um, the things he says that he's going to do, um, he can't. Uh, he says he's going to build the wall. How's he going to fund it? Well, he um, says Mexico will pay for it, but we know that's well, not true. Yeah, yeah. I live pretty close to the Mexican border, and I'm pretty convinced that Mexico's not going to pay for it. 
So, you know, he's going to rebuild the military. He's going to fix the VA. He's going to replace Obamacare. You know, everything but he says be- repeal and replace, and that, that yeah. worries me. Um, what was it, what's he going to replace it with? He, he's, he's very short on any details of anything. And the, the surprising part is he's gotten this far with, uh, with uh, you know, such vague answers. Well, that, look, what, I don't know if you've seen him on MSNBC, but uh, the Morning Joe team just give him uh-huh. nice shoulder rubs and massages. The, uh, people in the media and uh, for a long time, people inside the Republican Party have been scared to take him on. Inside conservative media, I know people in conservative media down there. Some have gone all out and endorsing him, like Breitbart.com, while others have well, are well, just afraid to take him on. Yeah, you know, and it's funny, too, because Breitbart's pretty conservative, pretty right-wing, and, and uh, Trump really doesn't show much evidence. Uh, there, of, there's a lot of, of really backroom being... politics going on there that I won't get into yeah. here. Uh, Ron, let me ask yeah. you a question. You said uh-huh. you're surprised that he has... Uh, gone this far and stayed in his lawn. I'm not because yeah. I know about the frustration on the border. Are you, do you live down there full time or are you a snowbird? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, okay. no. I live so, there full time. So um, let, let me ask you, how sport. frustrated are people that Republican or Democrat, most politicians, even if they talk tough on the border, won't do anything? Is that a big frustration? Yeah, it really is. It's a high level of frustration. And, you know, after eight years of George Bush having done really nothing, you know, to, to control the border, I think most people, what, what they want, they don't want the rhetoric. They don't want to ship them all back because that's not practical. And it's never going to happen anyway. And I don't want to live in a country that does that. You know, let's face it. The reason they're here is economic. A lot of them have family ties. They say there's upwards of 11 million, 12 million, whatever that number is. But the first thing that has to be done is the border has to be secured. You have to secure the border so that you have a sovereign country. And then you have to decide what how, how to deal to be with done. it. That, yeah. and, and, and I realize that's the, the whole reason nobody took it seriously, and, and this is why Trump's been on the rise. Yeah, well, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, Trump has run for president before. He's, he's never gotten this far. Uh, usually when he has to release his financial statements is, is, is when he decides he wants to back out of it. Well, we'll, um, we'll see if he does that this time. Thanks for the call, Ron. Yes. Great so calling in from day. California. Another long-distance caller, and this one is Sam calling in from Port Perry about another long-shot billionaire. Well, I don't Is he even a billionaire? He's a millionaire. Sam, you're on the Rob Snow Show. Oh, hi, Brian. Good morning. Morning. Uh, with Kevin O'Leary, I look at him, I hear him say, he could possibly run for the Liberal Party, uh, could possibly run for the Conservative Party. I saw him at the Manning Conference. In fact, uh, my brother Frank interviewed him, and I, he interviewed you as well from the Facebook team. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I was wondering your thoughts on him because I would never support him. I'm thinking McKay maybe, but O'Leary, he just seems like the type of guy who's just running like Trump to get in power. He doesn't seem like he's on any side of the fence, right or left. I, uh, I, I, I'm I not backing anybody in the uh, Conservative Party leadership race. I'm waiting to see who gets in, and I'll talk to all of them, and they know that they all have a spot to uh, to do interviews with me, either here at CFRA or with the Rebel, and, and we'll see where people, you know, where they stand, and, and then let party members make the decision, and I'm not a Conservative Party member, but I just think that Kevin O'Leary, when he says time and again, I'm not a conservative and I could run for the liberals as well as the conservatives, he's disqualified himself. He's the only person that I've come out for or against. And it's not that I don't welcome his discussion about deficits and such. It's just that, Sam, 
the man keeps saying, I'm not a conservative. Well, if you're not a conservative, then don't lead the conservative party. If you're not a liberal, don't lead the liberal party. If you're not a new Democrat, don't lead the NDP. It's pretty simple. I certainly agree with you on that. And uh, a question for you. Why do you think uh, Mr. Romney and Mr. Bush out in the States are not endorsing someone right now? Because you see Donald Trump, and it worries me. I want Rubio to win personally. Well, uh, if it has to be Cruz, it has to be Cruz. Just anyone over Trump, in my opinion. But uh, I uh, think CNN's, uh, right CNN's Dana Bash last night um, was reporting on a big-level call of folks trying to put together some type of alternative. I think they're waiting to see if Rubio or Kasich or Carson drop out. I think they're going to try and start moving super back money behind somebody. Will it work? Who knows? I'm Brian Lilly, in for Rob Snow. More of your calls after this. If you're on the line, stay on. News at the bottom of the hour. Then we're back on News Talk 580 CFRA. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Rob Snow. Brian Lilly in for Rob Snow. Get to your calls in less than a minute. Let me just tell you, I was listening to the news at the bottom of the hour, and Jen Pritchard had the story of my friend and colleague Ezra Levant essentially being forced out of the Alberta Law Society. He is going to end up resigning as a lawyer because of, in my view, nuisance complaints by people that can't stand criticism. A former lawyer with the Alberta Human Rights Commission filed a complaint because Ezra referred to, I believe the the term he used was, crazy town. That's how he referred to the Alberta Human Rights Commission. Well, guess what? The human rights commissions in this country, especially at the provincial level, have been crazy for a long time. For goodness sakes, they prosecuted him for printing the Muhammad cartoons in a news magazine. 900 days, hearings, questioning by government officials. Why did you publish that? Because it was the biggest freaking story in the world. People were dying in various parts of the world. Riots were happening. Because of these cartoons, he printed them and said, here, this is what people are writing about. But you can't criticize bureaucrats or they will use the force of the law to punish you. So Ezra is essentially going to quit as a lawyer. Now, he hasn't practiced in a while, but he says he's going to quit just to make all of this go away. There's no way in hell that I will ever apologize for my political journalism. I I would literally go to jail, which is not within the power of the law society. I would literally go to jail before I retracted a a political opinion. Notice he said political journalism. That's a clip from the Canadian press. He said political journalism because he made the comments in a column in the Sun newspapers. Being prosecuted by the law society on a nuisance complaint for something you said in a column. By the way, same thing going on with my friend Warren Kinsella, who's a liberal who happened to criticize the thin-skinned Andre Marin, former ombudsman for the province of Ontario and now a law professor at the University of Ottawa. Hey, Kid Kodak, you listening? Let's go to the phone calls and... Sharon in Bell's Corners. You're on the Rob Snow Show with Brian Lilly. Hi, Brian. 
What are your thoughts on uh, on your calling in about Trudeau's brother? Yes. You know, the the headlines, I think, would have been quite different had it been um, Stephen Harper's brother. It's just a statement. PM's brother lobbies for Harcat. Where's the criticism? You know. Well, I I prefer that news reporters, I mean, I'm I'm a a commentator. Yes. Uh, I'd prefer news reporters not fill their stories with commentary but no. they all, you're right they would have if it was Stephen Harper. Yes, and they would have for sure, but I also went to the editorial page to see if they criticized them there. But no, um they didn't. Now, why is Harcat um being able to enlist the support it says of dozens of high-profile Canadians? Do you think I would have access to those people? I don't think so. And who is Alexander Trudeau to say he's absolutely convinced? that Harcat poses no danger whatsoever. Well, he would know because, I mean, he, he's someone that trusts press TV, Iran's, yeah, right. Iran's well, uh, English-language propaganda arm. Uh, he made a documentary with them, Sharon. I he know. knows these people well. But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the decision's already made. It's only hit the front page about this because there's already been wink, wink, nod. You know, obviously, if they're going to give a citizenship back to a terrorist of the, you know, Toronto 18... It's a given they're going to allow this guy, you know, t- to stay here as well. He's not going to live in, in uh, Sasha Trudeau's neighborhood. No, He's no. He's not going to live in Ralph Goodale's neighborhood. I happen to bump into Harkat around town because he lives not far from me, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's not something that these guys ever have to worry about. No, no. Uh, it, it just boggles my mind that, that, first of all, that Trudeau got elected and that Wynne got reelected, and all this stuff is going on, and yet people are still, you know, they're, they're, they're still getting pats on the back for their, for their good work. Why? I, I just do not understand how Canadians want to be robbed blind, taxed to death, and lied to. I mean, the, this is what we, we've become. It, it is a really, really sad state of affairs for Canada to have stooped this low, that someone like Justin Trudeau, who has no life experience whatsoever, is head of this country. It is actually hard to believe. And yet so many of us, you know, criticize south of the border for, for what they do. It's open season. We can criticize well, them, but we should also look in the mirror and say, what have we done here? We, we elected a celebrity as our leader. That's right. And, and uh, it's going to end up that we're all going to have none of our money left. We're going to be broke. You just had a report on the news at the bottom of the hour that the city of Ottawa wants to be sure they buy green vehicles, you know, when they're buying vehicles. And what does the head of the transportation say? Well, it's not going to cost any more money because we're going to take it out of the green fund. Excuse me. That <laughs> That's still more fund, money. It's my money. When, you know, when are these politicians going to get it through their sick heads that it isn't their money to throw around? It's your money. It's my money. And I don't want it spent that way. I would rather have it spent on things like Lowell says, pick up my garbage, plow my streets, give appropriate health care, and so forth. It, they, the things Sharon? that they want to spend money on are bloody nonsense. You, you have it right when you say it's your money, not theirs. That, unfortunately, is not how they see it. No. Uh, ask someone on the left, is tax, is that our federal or provincial or city coffers, is that your money? No. Is it our money? They always see it as government money. Yeah. Government only has money that they take off of us first. Thanks for the call. Okay.
Ian in Osgood calling in with important news. Is this breaking news that I've kept you on the line for, Ian? Yeah, and uh, it's so important that I had to wait. Um, <laughs> it's actually going to get dark tonight. It's going to get dark tonight? Yeah, and you might want to put your lights on in your car. Okay. Is this uh, because we're being told to slow down when it snows? Uh, just everything is just <laughs> like are people so stupid they can't figure out that it's snowing? Yes. Uh, it's, it's yes, just... unfortunately, <laughs> there are some. I saw a guy uh, on a bike in a treacherous area today, and I saw people that were whipping up uh, lanes as if uh, as if it was dry uh, and clear pavement. Yeah. Oh, no, it's just uh, we're – the dumbing down of – Society is just getting uh, incredible. Like, uh, where's where's my plow? If you have nothing better to do than to check on the website, where's my plow? It reminds me of a Simpsons episode where um, Homer Simpson became Mr. Plow. <laughs> okay, I, don't, I haven't seen this one. <laughs> so, it, look, um, the fact is that the where's my plow thing—it's a simple bit of technology that the city made worse it sh- because they, they have this ability because they track the plows. And the original idea was let's just let the public see where the plows are, are so they can stop calling the councilor's offices. No, exactly. A- and, and you know what? Instead of just showing us the map the way that they have it at the city, they had to come up with a whole different interface that doesn't work. And uh, why can't uh, the average citizen just relax? It's snow. Die slower, get to work, don't get to work, just be sensible. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to run for the uh, Rhino Party. I, I think you should. Ian, thanks for the call. In case you missed it, Ian tells us it will get dark tonight and slow down on the roads. John in Rockland calling in about a sugar tax. John, yeah. you're on the Rob Snow Show. Good afternoon or good morning. Well, you know, what I find ridiculous about obesity, they're talking about sugar uh, sugar has nothing to do with being o- obese. It's the lack of exercise. I could feed you all the steak, fish, cheese, but if you don't get off your ass, chances are you're going to become a big fat slob because you don't do any exercise. Muscles are done by exercising. Well, it's a bit more complicated than that. You, uh, well, you know, as, a, as a friend in the fitness industry was saying the other day, you can't out-exercise a bad diet. You can exercise all you want, but there's also genetics involved. There's a lot of things involved. Well, and and, and I, I bet that we a lot of us do have to eat better, but that's not the only thing out there, is it? It's rather a simplistic view, isn't it, John? Very, very simplistic about sugar. Now, if you really want to control sugar, I think the companies, I remember reading an article about Heinz Ketchup. They made ketchup for Canada, U.S., and Europe. The highest concentration of sugar and salt is for the ketchup made in Canada. Right away, if we want to start helping people, because it has to do with taste, and uh, all we have to do is tell the industry, listen, you can, you know, give us the same salt and sugar content that you make for Europe, where it's a lot less. Or that, that would you help. can buy it yourself, John. You can just buy the stuff that isn't full of sugar. But I'll tell you what, I, I spent a dozen years, roughly, working in the restaurant industry, we tried to sell pure iced tea, great flavorful iced tea. It wouldn't sell because it wasn't loaded with sugar. 
That's what I said. It's, we have, uh, let's say, un- Canadians have a very sweet tooth, and we have a very salty taste type of Maybe thing. Maybe it's the maple syrup. <laughs> Got to run and check in Thank on you. the business. Thanks for the call. On Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. Brian Lilly in for Rob Snow with you for the rest of the week. Yeah, the rest of the week. And then, then things get really exciting. Things get super duper exciting. Next Monday, we will begin Beyond the News with Brian Lilly. 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. That's right. I'll never have a life again. But I'll be here to entertain you. That's what counts. And entertainment it will be. Uh, Beyond the News will not just be talking about the headlines of the day. It will be about a lot more than that. It's going to be fun. So I invite you to tune in. And if you can't tune in live, well, there's always the podcast. And if you don't know how to work a podcast, send me an email. We'll we'll work it out together. You can listen on your computer. You can put it on your smartphone, download it, listen on your drive, wherever you're going. We'll make it easy for you. And then you can share it on social media because don't we all love a little Facebook love? Hmm? You know you do. By the way, I am very close to 15,000 Facebook fans, so help me get over that threshold, Ottawa. Go to facebook.com slash Brian Lilly right now and click the like button. Make sure you get my feed in yours. We're winding up the show. That means we're taking calls on all kinds of wacky stuff. And Jim in Arnprior is calling in about Ottawa's Where's My Plow app. Uh, Jim, do you have one of those in the prior? Uh, no, we don't. We do, don't need it. Do you it. call it Look Out the Window? It's called Look Out the Window, and I've stated before on CFRA um, and on Facebook that Ottawa could take a lesson on how to remove snow from Armprior. They This place is absolutely amazing. You guys still they, have crews of men going out with shovels, though, right? We... We have we have bare I'm roads teasing you. Here. I love the we prior. Have, we have bare sidewalks. Yeah? Oh yeah. I mean these guys don't fool around. Now when I moved to, to this area, I was shocked because in southern Ontario, you know who clears the sidewalk? You do probably. You do. And you're expected to. And that's ridiculous. What do you pay your taxes for? Well, the the idea is you keep your taxes low because you shovel your own darn sidewalk. <laughs> but they don't get as much snow as we do here, and especially when you consider how we've been designing uh, cities and neighborhoods since the 1970s. There's all these areas where people are expected to walk, but it's not really a sidewalk attached to anyone's home in particular. Absolutely not. So someone's yeah. got to clear that, or the downtown sidewalks. Someone's got to clear those. So it, um, it was a shock for me, but it's one that I've gotten used to. As an aside, the sidewalk is part of the city easement, so you don't own that property. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was just, uh, like I say, much much less snow down in, in Hamilton, in Toronto area. Sure. And uh, it was one way to um, to keep the uh, the taxes lower. Hmm. I mean, they find other ways to uh, to kill your, your tax bill and drive it up, but that's one way. That's one way. My comment, Brian... Uh, was regarding this Where's My Plow app mm-hmm. for Ottawa. Yep. And I used to, I was born and raised in Ottawa, so I feel qualified to speak <laughs> on it. Um, hire, like March break is coming up. Yep. Hire a bunch of, hire about five or ten grade nine students 
for the March break, they'll get it done in three days. I uh, I, I can tell you, Jim, that um, it uh, from from what I've I've heard from folks inside the city it worked until the bureaucrats got at it not the, not the bureaucrats that would write the code the ones that decided what the public could see and couldn't see so well it's I, bureaucracy getting in the way of a good thing well politics does that all right thanks for the call thanks very much brian mike in ottawa calling about the papanak zoo yeah the canadian flag i don't know if you saw eric longley's report and i can't help you out on facebook because i don't own a computer or a cell phone but the Papanak Zoo is flying a Canadian, a half a Canadian flag. It's disgraceful. It's a half a maple leaf. It's torn to shreds. And could you put social media on this to put pressure on them, put up a proper Canadian flag? I, well, they probably feel they have bigger issues to deal with right now, Mike. But well, well, if the flag treat, is half a flag, then, yeah, they should, they should hope, deal with they, it. I hope they treat the animals better than they treat the Canadian flag. That's well, a disgrace. Maybe that lack of attention to detail might indicate something with the escape of said lion. Yeah. All right. Thanks I for the call. I just I'd bring that to your attention. Check out I, Eric. I, I will look at call. Eric's report. Uh, it's, it's disgraceful. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Bye-bye. And Kate in Ottawa, you're on the Rob Snow Show with Brian Lilly. Hi, I had to call in very quickly, and just I noticed when the advertisements were coming on, the very last advertisement was the CBC advertising um, on CFRA, and I'm just wondering a couple of things. Why the CBC feels the need to advertise? Because they're given, I don't know how many millions of dollars, you can probably tell me, by our government. Um, is, does CFRA receive any money from our government? Um I just, I, this whole thing with the CBC is really, really sketchy to me, and I'm hoping that uh, maybe you could shed some light on that. Kate, if you didn't know, I wrote a book on CBC called I CBC didn't. Exposed, and you can buy it at brianlilly.com or Amazon, and uh, we'll get it shipped out to you. And I explain lots of problems with the state broadcaster. I hate to sound like a politician, but um, let's see. CBC advertising on CFRA. I couldn't possibly comment on that specific case, but I can tell you that CBC spends an awful lot of money advertising on various media outlets until you criticize them. Um, And I've been a longtime critic, so maybe they don't know I'm here yet, uh, but I don't want to get the the new bosses in trouble. Uh, But um, they they spend a ton of money in uh, newsprint, in other broadcast outlets. I don't know why. It's well, not like we don't know money. they exist. Yeah, yeah, but they do have the extra money. Yeah. They are the third place newscast in a three horse race, by the way, for the network news. CTV is number one. Global is number two. And CBC is back way back. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they add up, you know, the five times they'll show Peter Mansbridge and his Peter's panel on the national, mm-hmm. they start getting close. But uh, yeah. when I was the Ottawa bureau chief for... Uh, for 1010 out of Toronto and CJAD in Montreal, I had a bigger audience than Peter Mansbridge did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that should tell you something about the state broadcaster. If they want to spend their money here, I'm happy to eat off of well, their dime. Wonderful. I, I also wanted to say, like, I've, I've actually found articles in, you know, re- regarding the debunking of the $61 a day um, that CBC published. So they are even, you well, know, trying to Kate, hide lies I, that the liberals are telling us. It's, I, really, I, it's really gross. I've read directly off the contracts on these airwaves. The contracts are all posted online. Mm-hmm. If they can't figure out the Google machine, 
They don't deserve the $1.1 billion they get. Thanks for the call. That wraps the show for today. I'm Brian. Well, that wraps this portion of the show. I'm Brian Lilly. Back after this.